Welcome back to our latest episode of Captain's Corner. For those of you just joining us, we are a weekly podcast with the Columbia football captains. This week, we have Mike Hinton and Markham Pakun with us. The Lions finished non-conference play 3-0 for the second consecutive season after a 34-24 win over Marist on Saturday. Next up, Columbia hits the road and resumes Ivy League play at Penn this Saturday at 1 p.m. If you're not heading to Philly, you can check out the game on ESPN+, Plus, the new home of the Ivy League. To sign up for ESPN+, Plus, visit www.espnplus.com. Subscriptions are as low as $4.99 per month or $49.99 annually. Mark, I'm, uh, are you guys still tired from having the ball for over 42 minutes on Saturday? Absolutely. It was... Uh... It was fun to have the ball for that long, but that first drive being 24 plays really took took a toll on my body. And by the by the end of the first half, we had run probably twice as many plays as we ran all last week. But it's always fun to have the ball more often. Was that a conscientious part of the game plan, or something that kind of just developed a product of what was what Maris was giving you guys? Yeah, I think it was a good job by Josh being uh, just kind of taking what the defense gives them, not forcing anything down the field. We we were calling shots and we were running the ball. But he wasn't kind of looking to turn the ball over. He was just looking to give, take what the defense gives him. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Josh. I mean, last season we saw him really run the ball uh, effectively. He had what, nine rushing touchdowns last year. Um, what was it like to see him kind of air it out and, and throw for 262 yards? It, it, was, it was really fun to watch because everyone on our team has known that he's been able, capable of doing that his whole career. He was just kind of behind Anders last year with – didn't really get a chance, but the, the most important thing was he was very composed the entire game. From the first snap to the last, he was even keel and just kind of playing in his own rhythm. It was really made me feel comfortable up front. Okay, and uh, we're gonna switch a little bit to the other side of the ball, Mike. Uh, welcome back. Um, so the defense was able to come up with a lot of big plays at the end with the pass rush. You guys are coming in waves. How important is that balance you guys have to kind of keep Marist off the board down the stretch of, of Saturday's game? Yeah, I think it's definitely important um, having those different type of uh, rush packages where you can uh, put in different personnel who can get to the quarterback at an even faster pace. I think it's really important because um, switching up our play style on defense kind of like puts their offense uh, into a bad position where they have to call new different types of protections. And so I think that was like the key difference down the line. And, you know, without giving up too much of the game plan or anything, how do you limit uh, some of those big plays? I mean, just on Christian was was – Amazing. He set a uh, stadium record for receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, with stuff like that, um, honestly, like it's, I think it's kind of fluke plays. I mean, last year they were throwing the same type of balls. They just overthrowing them, and this year they would connect. I mean, a guy like that, he was like a state champion in track, so it's like it's hard to defend regardless. I think once we kind of change up the defensive scheme in the second half a little bit more where we play pull safeties over the top, like things started like opening up more for us on defense to where we could rush more with things like that. And so we were able to get a hold on it. But I mean, honestly, they scored 21 points off of just three plays. And so if you take that out of the equation, the defense did a really good job. And like you said, you guys were able to make an adjustment, getting those two big stops. Yeah. Maris, you know, the game was still in the balance and you really put a lot of pressure. I think there was like three sacks on those final two possessions. Um, Mark, I'm kind of going back to you. Um, you switched positions during the Princeton game, moved over to left tackle. Um, so what are the biggest differences for you playing inside versus outside? Uh, it's more about the personnel you're going against. When you're playing inside, you have those big, strong three techs and nose guards that you really have to get your pads low. And then when you're at tackle, it's more of the speedy defensive ends on the outside. So you got to be a little bit more quick and have better technique, things like that. It, but 
our offensive line coach, Coach Mack, does a really good job of coaching us as offensive linemen, not specifically guards, centers, or tackles. So it's it's fairly easy to make the transition. When was the last time you played tackle? Uh, I was I played right tackle last year, but never played left tackle. But is it is it a lot of footwork stuff, or what's what goes into making that adjustment for you? It's mostly getting down the set. If you have a good set, you can kind of take away most of their moves just right off the bat without them being able to get hands on you. So you take a good set, and that's just doing it a million times. Mike, you kind of switch positions too from defensive end to defensive tackle. What, what's that been like for you? Uh, it's an interesting. Um, I've been playing defensive end for like the past three years, but making the adjustment my senior year, uh, I definitely had to put on like, like a lot of pounds. So I put on like 30 pounds in the off season. Um, playing on the inside is a lot more physical. You're taking on a lot more double teams and things like that. Versus like playing at end, I can like just go up against a tight end all the time. And just being like in the middle of everything, sometimes I gotta take two for one to let somebody else shine. But I mean, it's for the team though, so it's all good. Now, you talked about putting on 30 pounds. How difficult is that? What, is, what goes into that? And talk a little bit about the, <laughs> the, the routine you guys go through to, to make sure you're strong enough to, to be able to handle that. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we have a nutritionist, Amy. She's really great. Um, so, I had like a meal plan like during the off season and stuff like that. Like, make sure I'm like consistently eating all the time. I ate during the season as well. The strength coach does a really good job of making sure we maintain our nutrition. Um, as far as like in games, it's just like making sure I'm preparing, um, lifting weights, things like that. And so, I was really transitioning to the field. Great. Now, we want to look ahead a little bit to Penn going back into Ivy League play this Saturday again. Uh, last season, everybody knows, you know, it was homecoming game, winning, walk-off win, Josh Wainwright in the end zone, crowd rushes the field. Uh, what, do you, what are some things that, that kind of stick out to you from that game that people don't know about, uh, things that you want people to know? Um, yeah, I mean, one, like the score was 21. I remember, like, vividly the score was 21-7, to and they are like, driving down the score. And so that game could have been 27, a whole different type of like situation entirely. But uh, luckily we got like the the forced fumble and the things just turned around so quickly. But like having like the team like rally around that and come come behind was really great. Yeah, it was it was really fun to see the team on the sideline kind of never really worry about anything. No one was ever freaking out when we were down 21-7. Everyone knew the defense was going to make a play, offense was going to score, vice versa. We had that faith in each other, and that's kind of what we. Are starting to develop this year as well. You can see it lot in last week's game where every time Maris scored, the offense came back and scored into the defense and ended the game with two big stops. So it's just kind of playing off each other and using that kind of momentum into Ivy League play, especially with the pin game and kind of what goes into that. You know, that's that's kind of still the elephant in the room, if you want to call it that. I mean, it's been four years. Uh, Coach Bagnoli uh, taking over at Columbia after a long tenure with the Quakers. Um, does this week kind of mean a little bit more for you guys um, just getting ready for it does it is it can you tell it in practice and leading up to the game yeah most definitely um, I consider it a rivalry game because Penn they're definitely coming for us you know um, there's no secret that they they don't like Columbia you know especially like the coaches that we have on staff and so make sure that we have to prepare extra hard we have to do so much more in practice because if we don't like it's going to show on the field so we have to make sure we match their energy yeah, Penn, Penn is definitely a, a big game on our schedule that we circle every year since Coach Bagnoli's got here. But at the same time, it's still an Ivy League game, so they're all all the Ivy League games are extremely important. But this week's a, l a little bit personal. So uh, especially with the way last year ended, we know that they're going to be coming for us hard. That's what we want. And 
Now, you guys are kind of like the last class that have kind of seen Coach Bagnoli on the other side. Do you think that dynamic might change a little bit moving it after a full recruiting pl- class plays through it? I think there might be a, a little like a, a lack of perspective, perhaps. But with a coach like Coach Bagnoli with over 250 wins all time, he's kind of such a big name that that, that legacy will kind of last forever between Columbia and Penn, I think, at least. Yeah, I think Marco said, his, said it best is personal. So even though, like, even after I think Coach Bagnoli is gone from Columbia football, I think the legacy will still stand. Um, you know, now getting more specific to what Penn does and everything, uh, what are going to be some keys for you uh, to, to come home with a win and make a two, two in a row over the Quakers? Uh, Mark, do you want to yeah, start? I know on offense it's to be efficient, stay ahead of the chains, kind of limit the negative plays, whether that's penalties or minus runs or sags, just kind of staying on schedule and keeping Josh just – in good positions to make plays because, like he showed on Saturday, he can really spin the ball. So we've got playmakers at receiver and running back, so we just got to give him opportunities to make those plays. Yeah, um, for sure. I think on the defensive side of the ball, um, I think the primary thing is stopping the run. Um, they have a QB this year who like, really likes to run, so they're going to try to do a lot of different things and a lot of different formations. But I think um, playing against Princeton, we kind of saw all that. So like the best what they could give. And so I think like, taking the lessons from that and applying it to this game, I think we'll be much better prepared and in a good position to win. Well, that's all the questions I have for this week. So uh, thanks again, guys, for taking some time, and good luck on Saturday. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the Lions take on Penn this Saturday, October 13th at 1 p.m. on ESPN+. After that, it's homecoming weekend. Dartmouth comes to town on Saturday, October 20th. Get your tickets for that game and remaining home games by visiting www.gocolumbialions.com slash tickets or calling 888-LIONS-11. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.